Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby final preview, not semi-final, final. We're finally there. Yes, this is it. Just one more game to go. It is the Crusaders versus the Haguaris. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, your best place for predictions and opinion. And to preview the game, I have Herman joining me all the way from Sweden. How are you doing, sir? Good morning from Sweden. It's 4.30 here, but I'm still in southeastern time in my body, so no problem to <laughs> go. So, and I guess I'm going to keep it... Sorry. No, no. So we've had the, uh, the, the Crusaders named their squad. Uh, we have a rumoured um, squad for the... Or, or at least starting 15 for the Haguaris as well. Um, but uh, yes, this is going to be a, uh, a, a classic game. And we were talking about the first time the Haguaris have ever made the uh, Super Rugby final. Uh, but uh, let me just read out some some sort of facts for you that um, that, that won't make particularly good reading for those uh, in, uh, in in Orange. Um, the Crusaders and Haguaris have uh, played twice, and the, the Crusaders have won both of them um, by a margin of 22 points. The, um, only twice has the away team, or, sorry, has Super Rugby been won by a team outside its country. That was by the Crusaders against the Brumbies in 2000, and the Crusaders beating the Lions in South Africa in 2017. Um, the, so, so yeah, so that's not um, particularly good. What is good, though, is that nine out of the last 13 Super Rugby finals have been decided by less than 10 points, so hopefully it will be a, um, uh, a close one. Um, and uh, obviously, the Crusaders have made the Super Rugby final more times than any other team. That's 14 times, more than twice as many as the next best team, which is the Brumbies with six. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff there against the Haguaris. Um, it's, uh, the, the, this, this will be history-making if the Haguaris make it, won't it, won't it, Herman? Yes, it is, but let's, let's do some positive stats about the Jaguars. Like, I got two on top of my mind. They are the first expansion team to ever make the finals in Super Rugby. And they have won five out of their last six Super Rugby games away from home. <laughs> Yeah, and they won five of the last seven meetings against New Zealand teams. Oh, so, there we go. Oh, no, no, but that is like probably the most impressive stats of all of them, I would say. I mean, they have really learned how to play the Kiwi teams. And <clears throat> are you going to do a subtle, sub, subtle dig on the South Africans who have been for years been going on about the traveling, how impossible it is to win in, uh, in New Zealand? And I think Jaguars have proven to them, like, no, <laughs> you have just been lazy. <laughs> ooh, ooh, whoa. That's, that's Herman calling well, what, what, that's what, not me. Come on, that's, that's what, what? all the hate going up to that social media um, ghost, please. Bring it on, bring <laughs> it on. <laughs> In Afrikaans. <laughs> um, so, yes, so shall we, uh, let's, let's quickly go through the, uh, the, the teams then. The Crusaders. Pretty much, well, same as last week, except uh, for injury-enforced replacements. So we have Moody, Taylor and Frank scores that front row. Mitchell Dunshay comes in to replace Scott Barrett. Um, Whitelock, um, Douglas, Todd Reed uh, finish off the pack. We have Hall and Mwanga uh, in the 9-10 combination. Um, Bridge on one wing, several reads on the other wing with Habili at the back. And Goodhue moves in one place to 12 to replace Karate. And Braden Enor comes in at 13. On the bench, on the bench, on the bench, Makaleo, Noa, Alalasoa, Luke Romano, um, Tafua, Drummond, Hunt, and then Will Jordan comes in because Braden Enor has gone in to the starting at 15. So, uh, 
pretty much what we expected from the Crusaders. The, the yeah, the, the same side except for those uh, two injury replacements. Yeah, I mean, I, only thing I would make a little discussion about would probably be Luke Romano from the bench. I was I was expecting him to start, but. I think maybe they, he started from a bench when they won that final in Johannesburg in 2017, and he was awesome those last 25 minutes. So maybe that's where Coach Racer is going with his thinking about this election, that he wants Romano to come in the last 25 and put the boot into the Jaguars if there still is a com- contest out there. Um, I'm not sure I've got the stats, but from memory, I can't remember Luke Romano starting a game this season. He's been a I don't a, think so either. I, I, he's been I a constant think. presence on that bench. Um, let's be honest, he is um, getting on a bit now uh, in, uh, in in Super Rugby, so, uh, sorry, in, um, in age terms. So just, yeah, just have a quick look at the stats. So Luke Romano, uh, 12 appearances, naught starts this season. So um, oh, yeah. Good, good spotting, Paul, before <laughs> checking the stats. <laughs> so here is a player, yeah, he, and he's, he's one of the players that's played sort of most of the games. Um, so he's been ever present or, or in, in that side, but I say hasn't actually started. So he's, he's clearly um, someone that they like to come off the bench. Um, I don't know if he's got. Uh, I say he's getting older now, and whether fitness, part of me, is starting to become an issue um, and uh, for, for the full eighty. But uh, he brings a lot of experience off that bench. Yeah. Uh, to, yeah. To, for that last twenty minutes when they like to see games out. Um, I mean, can I just do like a, a slight little dig of all those complaining about Jaguars being the, the Argentinian national side? Look, look, look at what the players, uh, the Crusaders, replacing Barrett and Crotty with. Do they are they All Blacks players? Yes, they are. <laughs> Both Romano and Enver. <laughs> well, Romano was on the bench last week, so it's, to be fair, Mitchell Dunshay is the is actually the replacement. Uh, so yeah, he didn't. He's, he's gone straight into the starting fifteen. Yeah. Um, which, as you say, it's a bit surprising that Luke doesn't didn't get promoted from the bench. But I say, I think he is a, a purely that. So he really has just got yeah. a bench role yeah. now for, for, for this team. Um, and if you'd like to go through the um, Hagar Eyes 15, as we know it. We will. Uh, and we have it <coughs> in the front row. We have Tetas, Creevy and Medrano. The change from last week is Tetas coming in here. Locks, Petty and Lavanini, as always. Uh, in the back row, we have Matera, Kramer, and Ortega Desio. There's a change that Kramer is coming back into the starting lineup again. Uh, the, the halfback is Desio and Cobell. Uh, it's Cobelli and uh, Bonilla. Uh, in the midfield, we have De La Fuente and Orlando. And the back three is Morono, Moroni, Moyano, and Buffelli. And that's the change there is Moyano is coming. So there are three changes to the expected uh, Jaguars starting 15 is Tetas coming in the front row, Kramer coming in the back row, and Moyano is in the back three. Yep, and um, you, you mentioned Petty in there. He's going to be a big uh, influence on any game he plays in, but uh, he's going to need a big one today. He took, he stole two uh, lineouts against the Brumbies last weekend, uh, which took it, taking him up to 13, which uh, means he's more three more than anyone else in the competition. He is a top line-out stealer. Um, Wasn't so, he the top line-out stealer last season also? Uh, definitely, the, it was, uh, the Haguaris were up there last season. Um, I can't remember who, whether, whether he was actually top or not. But yeah, they, they've, they've had a good line-out um, for, for, for some time. The, Isn't it kind of interesting? Sorry for interrupt, but I think it's kind of interesting because I got the impression both before the Sheaf game and the Brambis game that Especially the Jaguars lineup defense has been flying under the radar a little bit. And it's fairly obvious to anyone who's watching them regularly that they are very good at this. And 
I might add, I'm 100% sure that Crusader has not missed out on this. They will be fully prepared for it. Well, they'll need to be because um, the Crusaders currently are ranked 10th with an 86% line-out success rate. What? In the competition. That's that's a big surprise. That's... A- that's uh, as you say. That's uh, that's a uh, that, that that is a big surprise. Um, whereas the Hagarai is a third with ninety one percent success rate. Uh, so you've got to say that the yeah, Crusaders will have been working on their lineouts this week. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also an in, it was an interesting comment by uh, Racer Robinson after the game against Hurricanes when we asked him question about the Jaguars and. So, but he claimed that they started studying them way before the semifinal because in um, Racer and his coaching crew, co- coaching crew's mind, they, they were like really certain that they were they were going to play Jaguars in the final. They obviously didn't give the Brumbies any chance at all. But <laughs> maybe that's just a subtle dig from the Kiwis to the Aussies afterwards. But it was interesting to hear. You re- but Racer seems like he just can't help himself speaking the truth sometime uh, in press conferences on that. Like he's. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. That's that, that, that's it's it, it should shouldn't surprise us. Um, and we should also expect a high scoring game because we have number one and number two in the uh, points tallies. So um, the Crusaders average thirty one points a game, whereas the Hagarais average twenty eight point six. So yeah, one and two there. So uh, we expect a high scoring game. Um, but I'm su- I'm surprised there because there are a lot of stats that you're presenting so far, but kind of suggest that the Jaguars are a little bit closer than than actually at least what I thought. One of the things that's going to be interesting is we're going to have a very um, different style. And there is, and, and one of the Hanky Rai's issues here is if they play into the Crusaders' hands too much. So um, one of the things that we've talked about from the Crusaders, actually um, scroll down and find the, uh, the, the table so I get, make sure I get the, the actual numbers correct now, um, is around when the, or, or the, the Crusaders score their points. So um, the Crusaders, they've scored 40 tries off first phase, 22 tries off phase two and three. So that's 62 tries they've scored off in the first three phases. After phase three, so phase four onwards, they've only scored um, 19 tries. 62 tries in three phases, 19 tries after phase, from phase four onwards. Uh, that's what you've, you've seen. You really have to stop this team scoring um, off turnover ball and off set, 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 set piece ball. Those, that's yeah. that's where the um, the Crusaders really really will um, really will hurt you. Uh, and um, the looking at the Hagarais defensively, they've given up 16 tries on fa- first phase, which makes them um, one of the actually sort of second or, or third best. Sorry, Stormers and the Crusaders are the only two that better defending first phase, mm. um, and then only eight off phase two to three. So again, they're the best there. Um, with the only the Crusaders giving up eight, uh, everyone else giving up double figures in that in that uh, in that, that period. So uh, the Hagarais have got the right kind of defence in there. They've um, they they give up tries after from phase four onwards, but that's not when the Crusaders scored them. So the that, that that's going to be an interesting um, piece from them. If we look at Hagarais, twenty seven tries off first phase, sixteen off phase two to three. So that's what the 40, 43. But then twelve from four to six, and twelve from seven onwards. So twenty-four tries after that. So they, the Hagarai is much happier to go through multiple phases, uh, build towards a score than the Crusaders. The Crusaders either happen straight away, which happens quite a lot straight away. To be fair, 
Um, or, or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got the contestable kick, or they're going to kick the ball for, for, for or they're going to try and do something um, to, to go broken field attack. Um, so that's going to be kind of interesting there. Um, the other thing is that the, the Hagiwires are going to have to be careful that they don't let this game get, um, get out of hand because uh, if you look at when they score most of their tries, they score most of their, most of their tries in the fourth quarter. But by then, the Crusaders are normally long gone. So 14 tries in the first quarter, 15 just before half-time, 15 after half-time, and then 23 just before the end of the game. So the Hagiwires are going to need to start better than that. But I think in the last, sorry Paul for interrupting, I think in the last three or four games, Jaguars have scored within four minutes. You know, so they have clearly improved in that department <laughs> lately. And the Crusaders, I mean, it's, it's a cliche, isn't it? They score before and after half time. So that's where they've scored. Um, well, well that, not, last week. Um, <laughs> not last week. <laughs> no, not last week, to be fair. They, they've scored 22 tries and, uh, just before half time and 27 just after. But only 15 at the beginning of the game, 17 at the end of the game. So, yeah, but, um, a, a, a good start from the from, from the Hagwaris, uh will be will be useful, and then obviously being tight uh, defensively either side of half time uh, is, is going to be important. But I think those are sort of cliched um, kind of kind of things. But yeah, but still, as, as your stats suggest, and from my own. Uh, Memory bank. It, Jaguars has come from behind than any uh, more more times from behind more than any other team in Super Rugby this season in the second half too. Yep. So, so there is some starch in that team for sure, but they they don't get too stressed when they are behind. And let's be honest, the Crusaders gave up a twenty-point lead against the Chiefs over in. Uh, yes, they, so. did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They <laughs> did. But I was talking about playing into the Crusaders' hands, and, and we just talked there about the fact that the Crusaders score off first phase, which is essentially kick returns, turnover ball, and set-piece ball. Now, we've already yeah. talked about the fact that the Crusaders are going to have to tighten up that line-out because the Haguaris will be good there. But kicks from hand, the Haguaris, 26 kicks a game, and that makes them the, the team that kicks the most out of any team in Super Rugby from hand. So the expect the Crusaders to get a lot of opportunities to run that ball back um, at them because I think that that's going to be a, an area of concern. That kick chase has got to be spot on. Otherwise, that back three yeah. of Bridge, Havili and Sebu Reese um, are going are to cause some real damage, aren't they? They are, they are. But I think what Jaguar's got to hang up her hopes to is that Bonilla has another game because he has actually been excellent kicking out of hand in the second part of his season. I mean, I rewatched the game we played against Hurricanes away a few days ago, and I didn't meant, really like catch it when I watched it for the first time. But I watched it the second time and put my eyes on him a little bit more. I mean, he was super impressive. He made one mistake in 80 minutes. He missed one penalty to touch, but the rest of the kicks were pinpoint exactly where they need to be. And I think he pretty much did the same against the Chiefs and the Brumbies too in the these two playoffs games too. So. It won't be like uh, what I think, like like the rebels who like serve it on the plate, the <laughs> Crusaders, and they kicked it to them. <laughs> no, they won't. But that's, that's, um, yeah, so that's that's one of those that, that, that that's one of the things we, I expect to see from the from the Hagwaris. There's quite a lot of kicks um, from hand, a, a few less from the bit. about twenty a game is the Crusaders, which puts them down in tenth ranked for, for kicking from hand. Um, so expect a little bit less from them. 
the, the where the Crusaders really hurt you though is clean breaks. They're number one clean breaks, um, and that also means they make up a lot. Of, they run a lot of meters. They're number one for meters made as well. So um, and number two for offloads. So expect that, that yeah, there's, they're going to run it back. They're going to try and offload. They're going to try and not have phasers because um, they're only not ranked ninth for ruck success rate. We saw that against the Highlanders. They really didn't get the numbers at the ruck um, right, and that really hurt them. Um, you mean Hurricanes? Uh, no, because Liam Cotman in, in the quarterfinal. Uh, Liam Cotman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, right, in that right, second right, half right. really, really yeah. um, caused them some problems. Um, but, yeah, and, and then uh, and when you've got turnovers won, second in the competition, Haguares, with eight a game, um, the, yeah, the, the, the Crusaders are really going to have to have worked on their numbers at the breakdown. Because that's yeah, that, that's going to be a real battle in a key area for the uh, yeah. for the Hagwaras. But I think it's time we mention what for me is the the biggest problem for the Jaguars is still going to be their scrum. There's a massive difference in quality here, you know. And it's, what is I hear too is predicted very wet conditions, so we can going to be a lot of dropped ball, and that's going to play into the hands of the Crusaders massively, I think. Yep, we've got a wet weekend coming up. Um, over New Zealand, so uh, here, um, yeah, scrum success 86% for the Hagararis, um, at 15th in the competition. They're the worst, they have the yeah. worst scrum, <laughs> they're worse than some wolves, even huh? worse than some wolves. Now, oh. I, I would say here, okay, like, look, first up, stats don't tell you everything because the what? Crusaders, the Crusaders <laughs> are ranked ninth in the competition for their scrum. Um, now, really, yeah. I, I would probably rank it as number one from the memory of my eyes. <laughs> now, to be fair to them, uh, when their the real problem has been when Moody, especially, but also when Franks has been injured and not been on the pitch, then their scrum really has struggled, uh, and yep. that's um, uh, and, and they've got both those guys back to start this game. So, uh, I think as I say, stats don't. Um, you need to take stats in context. And I think part of the context there is that those two guys have been injured a lot this season. So that's something that's the yeah. scrum is much better than the stats um, do suggest there. So, um, and if we look at ruck success rate, uh, we, again, again, you've got to take these things in context. Both these sides rank, uh, both these sides have a 96% success rate at ruck. Um, but so it must come down to the uh, decimal points because the Crusaders are ninth whereas the Haguari is a second. Um, but when you're talking about point something of a percent difference, uh, it's, yeah, that's it, that, that ranking. Um, I, I say you've got, to, you've got to understand the context of some of these things rather than just take them all at face value. Yep, I think another stat is, if you can probably confirm, these are the two most penalised teams in the competition too, isn't it? Now this is funny, isn't it? Because everyone uh, some 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 wolves is up there too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, some wolves actually fifteen. So um, penalties conceded. Yeah, the Hagaris come uh, concede about ten a game, or ten point two uh, and a fourteenth. Um, but the Crusaders uh, are actually tenth. So they've cleaned up their acts because during earlier in the season they were definitely uh, the most. Um, mm -hmm. uh, now they give up nine point two. So there's only one penalty difference between them, even though we have tenth and fourteenth. But yes, they are two sides that are happy to. Push the push the envelope uh, and give up three rather than five. Yeah, because to be to be fair, both of them give it. There's a lot of cynical penalties going on there. Like, just as you say, they like to stop their opponents. 
Actually, like, you probably say call it smart, cynical, or you could also call it smart penalties. Very smart penalties they're taking. Very few stupid penalties. Both these teams are giving away. Yeah, and you can see that in the yellow cards. Really, they don't give up many yellow cards, but they do give up quite a few penalties. So we're not talking about dangerously high tackles on the whole. We're not talking about taking out players in the air. Those sort of things that get you yellow cards. Um, we're talking about, as you say, the more uh, the, the more the, the cleverer penalties rather than yeah. those silly ones. Uh, that um, that happen. Um, I think the other one here offloads a lot. The, everyone has this image of the Hagaris being a big offloading team, um, but they offload about six, well, about seven times a game. They're third, ranked thirteenth for offloads um, compared to second for the for the Crusaders. Uh, now again, it's only a difference of about three offloads a game, but uh, the I think the Hagaris are much more set up for quick rucks uh, and ball retention. Then they are, and we've seen that with those tries they score after four phases, whereas the Crusaders are much more about trying to score right now um, rather than earning the right in a more traditional way uh, that you see that, um, that, that the Hagararas are playing in. Um, so, uh, and that's probably why we can... Uh, so, that, so, so again, I expect the, the, the Crusaders to be spinning it much more wide, offloading, whereas I expect the, Crusaders, I expect the, the Hagararas forwards to take it up several times and really try to tire out this Crusaders team um, before and we have, going like, wide. I mean, the only thing, there's one player in uh, Jaguar, who's like, I think he's the offloading king of Super Rugby this year, is Pablo Matera. He offloads more than any other player, I think. I will uh, go and find that stat for you. I'll dig that one out while you... Um, yeah, and no, I think he's in top three. I mean, so. <laughs> but overall, I would think, I mean, Jaguars was probably a little, little bit too... Uh, how to say this in a, sorry, part of my French, but in the recent season, we were a little bit too offload horny. They were trying it a little bit too much, too many times <laughs> from, from almost impossible. And it came off sometimes, but it, it hurt them way more. So this more conservative approach to offloads and actually do them very, really on has served them very, very well. Yeah. Okay. So here, so this is just, just players involved in this, uh, from these two teams rather than, uh, rather than everybody, but you've got, yeah, Pablo Matera, 22 offloads this season. But then it goes Goodhue 19, Todd 18, Reese 18, Mwanga 17, Petu Douglas 18, <laughs> Bealy 11, Jordan Tafua 11, who will come off the bench, Crotty 11, obviously he's not playing, before we get down to Petty and Orlando with 10 each. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you've got Pedro Bonaterra, then you've got all these Crusaders. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing we could add to that, but it's also a little bit overlooked, because Jaguars has actually do, done squad rotation the full season. So if you look at the minutes played in their squad, it's like, they spread out the minutes on almost, I think, on twenty-seven or twenty-eight players, almost pretty fairly. So um, that's why. We're, so Matera has that kind of numbers with a lot less minutes than Goodyear, for example. Well, actually, Matera's racked up sixteen games. Yeah, but he has far from started them all. Oh, okay. I right. think he's come up bench for five, for five at least of it, five or six at least of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah. If Matera's holding the ball, look for the offload. If anyone else is, look for the ruck. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, good point. Kind of the thing. Um, we, I guess we've talked about the line-out steal and the fact that um, Petty is going to be the main target for them. Um, uh, for, for the Crusaders, uh, Scott Barrett um, has four steals and, is, and, and with 40 is kind of the main guy. But he's, been, he's not there um, this weekend. Um, so that means Should that... Players like Fetu Douglas, Reed, 
are really uh, somewhat like really going to have to stand up uh, in that. Should way. we give that some extra attention that the Crusaders are missing Barrett and Reed? What do you think that? Uh, how do you think that will affect? Um, so, I, yeah, clearly um, the, the they're going to miss. But I, some of the key things about Barrett's game, uh, a lot of people are saying he's, he's, he's as good a six as he's a lock. So obviously the mobility around the park that he brings you. Uh, but the other thing that he does really, really well uh, that we saw um, work fantastic with Frizzell on his shoulder uh, for the All Blacks is you'll see a lot of forwards basically get the ball and stationary tap it onto the next guy to try and... Whereas Scott Barrett is someone who will take it right to the line and then at the last second, just before he's hit, he'll he'll pass it on to the to the guy on his shoulder. Yeah, uh, and and that's what he's really good at, and that uh, allowing that other player to make the line break rather than hit him or to, or to or to or to break a tackle. So they're gonna they're gonna miss that from him as well. That that, that the, the carrying he does not not that hard yards, but those clever those clever carries. Uh, yeah, are, are a big part of his game. I mean, he's very quick off of the ground after he tackles too. He's probably one of the fastest players I've seen in Super Rugby. I mean, if he tackles, he's boom, back up in the line again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with um, Mitchell Dunshea, I mean, I thought it was going to be Quinton Strange there, but I guess Quinton Strange must be injured, uh, to be honest, uh, or, 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 or missing. So there's, yeah, there, it is quite a step down uh, in, in that kind of role. For I mean, Crotty, uh, hard carrier, but then again, so is Goodhue. Um, good defender, but then again, so is Goodhue. Uh, so I don't think there's that much being lost um, by, uh, by by Goodhue being in there at 12 rather than Crotty. Uh, and really... Oh, can I can I put, come in? I, I would say, for me, like the, the unique selling point with Ryan Crotty is his uh, uh, orga- organizational skills on the defense. And I've seen many times when he's not playing for Crusade, it looks far easier to score tries on them and he's not playing than when he's actually playing. Same thing with the All Blacks, actually, too. I mean, he's... Yep, that's, that's definitely one of the things he's, he's, he's key for, is, is organisational. Uh, what, what I would say is that because he's been out injured so much, that Goodhue, good, good uh, both last season and this season, that Goodhue's had lots of experience having to take up that random. Yeah. Um, is he as good as Crotty? No, you're going to lose that there. No, no. And what you're really going to lose and by moving Crotty in, um, Braden Enor, um has, I mean, he has pace to burn. He is a very, yeah. very fast player, but he's not as big a player. So defensively, I think in that 13 channel, because Goodyear's moved in, um, uh, Braden Enor's, uh, would be someone I would, I, I would definitely try and send some big bodies down that channel because he's not the biggest player. Um, I would be very wary of the fact that with him, Bridge or Reese out wide, the pace that the Crusaders bring is absolutely crazy. Um, now, yes. And in, in, in some ways, they're perhaps more dangerous uh, with uh, in broken field play. But defensively, again, um, I say that 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 that, that could be the the the, the, dif- the difference is that is Goodhue isn't in that thirteen channel. Um, yeah, and, and, and Jaguars are not too shabby on broken field play either, you know. So they will, they will look to take advantage of that hole that Crotty leaves for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not so much Crotty leaving. I say I think it's good you leaving that hole at thirteen rather than the hole at twelve. I, don't, I, 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 mean, I, I'm 
I'm I'm a massive fan of Jack Goodyear. I mean, I've been like really been almost like mesmerized by his like Jettison Wong right up going from just being like a, a squad player to be a starting all black like in two seasons and like a one and a half season basically. Just here I am, pick me. But he, I probably in the last two seasons he had his worst game ever. I seen the last two season last week against the Hurricanes. He was not good at all. But he had maybe a little tough key because he was switched around with positions and he lost Protea as a part. It was not an easy game for him to to apply himself to. But it could be a slight concern in Goody's form at the moment because he wasn't like he wasn't his same like dominating self against the, the Highlanders either. So we'll see if he's if there is a blip in form there or if it just was temporary due circumstances. We will. And now he's switching position again, and now he's going to play twelve again. So it's not. Yep. Very true. Um, the other thing that I would expect that, that, that I want to see someone do, and we've, we've, something we've talked about on last night at the All Blacks edition, um, is Sebu Reese. Sure, he leads the competition on tries with 15 tries from, um, from 13 games. Um, and he will be the top try scorer in this competition, unless Braden Enor scores, scores like six tries in this game. Um, or, or Orlando scores eight. Um, yeah, but no, they're the two closest in this game to, to try and catch him. So he's going to be the top, top try scorer in this game. Uh, uh, sorry, in, the, in in the competition. What we really haven't seen is him is is a, is, a, is a real thorough examination under the high ball, um, and uh, pardon me, uh, and perhaps some uh, and, and and defensively. Yeah. He, yeah. So. Now, I don't know if that's that the, the Crusaders' formation just doesn't allow you to do that, or if no one's decided to really go for him. But I would have um, just trying to think who, who the, who's opposite him from the. Um, Moyano. So Moyano. Who, who um, is very fast, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking more in the air. Yeah, so, but, so I think more in the air. I mean, yeah, yeah Moyano's a small guy, so that's my, I guess Reed's going to get away with that. So, yeah, game that, too. that that would he's be something a... I would be looking at trying to uh, tr- trying to see because it's I say it's not something he's been examined with yet. Um, I would love to see. Uh, yeah, I just think he need if I was in opposition, yeah. I'd be looking at putting a few high bombs. They probably up. have to. If they if they want to target him, they probably should send Bofelli to challenge Reese on the high balls because Bofelli is clearly yeah he's he's, he's world class on the high ball. Yeah. So, but I think if Buffelli runs, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Bridge running in that direction too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you suddenly see Buffelli out in the wing quite a bit, out in the left wing quite a bit, you, you, that's that's the tactic. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think Crusades will adapt right away. Bridge will move. Bridge will follow him like like dog shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, like proper sticky stuff. So yes, yeah, so. so uh, the, Look, look to uh, that. That would be a matchup I would try and um, isolate Buffelli against Reese under the high ball, if we, if you could. Um, the other thing also to keep an eye on with Reese is, again, he's not the biggest guy, um, but he's uh, and so he tends to go in with the shoulder rather than the arms for some tackles. So when he does powerful tackles, so uh, do do sort of keep an eye out for that. Cause I think he's, he's also, yeah, he's good for a um, for a penalty or two. Uh, if you if you if he's uh, if he if you manage to get inside his head, but but it's pretty interesting actually. Just now when you mentioned you get um, good, you come up with many good points today, Paul. I mean, both teams uh, have actually pretty small, uh, pretty 
None of them apply big guy. Both. Okay, we just lost a bit of a connection with you there. Um, but you're All right, sorry, sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, you now, yes. Okay, okay. No, I mean, but uh, both teams uh, uh, apply pretty small back freeze. So, so they clear, clear to go for speed, both of them. They're not going for size in the back three. That's something that we've not seen Reed do much in the last couple of years is that ranging out wide, which he um, used to do. So uh, He doesn't have the legs for it anymore, Paul. The, he doesn't have the legs for it anymore. No, seriously, he's, he's not that quick anymore. Um, so I don't know if we'll see uh, maybe a Fessy Douglas or someone like that, or, or, or a Kramer or someone um, positioned out wide occasionally to, to give those smaller backs uh, a bit of a bashing uh, every now and then. Fair call, with a few fair call, because they are, they, are, they are opportunities out there. I think, yeah, but I think it, Pablo Matera is not the biggest guy, but he's still much bigger than the wings, and he got also got speed almost as good as them, so I think he, he will be one of the Yaks guys who will be out hunting yeah. close to the touchlines. Um, defensively, what, the way the Crusaders lo lo normally like to do it is they normally like Jack Goodhue to rush up um, uh, on the in, the in that 13 channel to cut off the outside players. Now, with Jack Goodhue moved into 12, uh, and Braden Enor having to take that role, um, yeah, will he time that quite so well? He's not as big a target to try and pass over over the top of as well. Um, so we might see a few a few floated passes out to the wings um, via that that way as well. Um, I think I've probably said everything I can I can say about this game. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we covered most bases now. I think. <laughs> I mean, it would, what, what else I got in my mind? I, oh, I'm really we got left, really. We got we coming to prediction, but I'm really curious what uh, Coach Quesada of Jaguars what his game plan really is. I'm super curious because he has proven himself being a very smooth operator this season. Really, it's very clear that the Jaguars study their opponents. They do like the complete opposite of Michael Sheka. They really study their opponents and looking for advantages. So it's so it will be interesting to see what he what he think is actually actually weaknesses in the in the Crusaders team that they can use. And likewise with Racer, because it seems like the, the Crusaders clearly is a team that study their opponents too and looking for weaknesses. So it will be very interesting to see how they uh, what we're going to try to. To exploit with each other. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we've seen quite a lot of in these final series is little chips <coughs> over, so little chip kicks in behind uh, to try and catch that sweeping um, scrum half out. So I don't know if either side will think that there's a hole there. Um, so we've seen that over the last couple of weeks, uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, def definitely. And um, yeah, no, we should, yeah, I mean, major hat tip to to Zagwaris because the change of coach and losing Sanchez, a lot of us were concerned for how they were going to go this season, but they really have stepped up. Um, with a, a a mature club player in that pivot position, and uh, yeah, and, and a coach that I mean Bonilla, Bonilla, uh, and a, and a yep. coach who was part of the uh, 2011 um, Rugby World Cup team was yeah 2011 Rugby World Cup team for France, um, where we had a, 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 a an entire player revolt, but um, he doesn't look like he's he's, uh, he's doing anything like that this time around. He seems to have got the definitely got the Jaguars uh, and the, the the dressing room on board this season. Oh, 100%. It's very clear that they are a harmonic side. <clears throat> Again, another similarity. I think, I think it's like last words about that. I think it's pretty interesting. But I, I think there's a lot of similarities between these two teams. A lot. 
And I, I, I think, and it goes down to a simple fact. I think it's Jaguars who admires the Crusaders. They probably, they, they watching the best and try to copy them and fair play to them. They did a, done a very good job doing that. Well, I think they're very culturally not necessarily playing style. Uh, so they don't offload anywhere near as much. They don't try and, uh, they, they are definitely, uh, they, they, they do rank, they do, but they, it's do, my, they do play differently. But, yeah, nah, yeah. I, I would say like, for me, it's the thing that both these teams are probably the ones who have most strings on the guitar, if you know what I mean. They can pretty much score any type of try. And they are, whatever weakness the opponents present, they are ready to use it. And they have the skills to use it. That I would say, so that's what I see the, the big similarity between them both two. And it seems like the, both teams right now have very strong cultures, like proper teams who, no. I mean, look at it. They rarely lose their heads, any player of both teams. True. Now, one thing that has been bugging me about this Haguaris team, or about the Haguaris head coach in particular, is yep. why does he sit in He's his own room, on his own, during a game? Every other coach oh, has- sits in the coach's box. He has an entire box to himself, something like, something like 16 seats, and he has a whole room to himself. No one's there. You don't know why? Go on. You have stomach problems. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I think, I think but to my understanding, what I, I, re- I try to I re- do a lot of, go- I do a little bit of Spanish, but I do a lot of Google Translate reading Argentine re- rugby media. And he seems to be like, when he's set to plan and watch him again, he's much more about just make his decision more through like what his eyes is telling him, not what stats and other people like really trust his own instincts when he actually watches the game because all the preparation he do with all everyone else. But he seems like to think when it's game time, you you got to deliver the goods. You got to do your job and hope everyone else is doing their job too. And fair play to him. It works fairly good for him. It works for him. It's just interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a different approach yeah, yeah, yeah. to any other uh, to, to any other coach, which is interesting. Um, cool. So. Um, I will be back on Saturday with post-match reaction for you to this game. Um, last week, I didn't do any because I was here at this beer festival. Oh, you're going to you do a so, pop here. Pop. <laughs> I was at the beer festival last weekend, so there were no post-match reactions last weekend. But this weekend, there will be a post-match reaction. So do subscribe and hit the bell and all that kind of stuff for the channel, please. So what is your prediction, Paul? My prediction, I'm, I've gone Crusaders by seven. Okay, just to, in the name of justice, I'm going Jaguars by seven. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have this, it's so I have this like quietly confident feeling that the Jaguars somehow going to make it because it's the whole makeup of that team seems to embrace to go like and to, to take what is actually the ultimate challenge in Super Rugby: play the Crusaders away in a in a home final in an away final. You can't. Will they, and will if they, they be able to have off, the same bouncing around? Uh, tunnel for the players to come out to. I think we will do that. Try to do that again. <laughs> no, but it's. Uh, I mean, at the same time, we're having this like pretty like strong gut feeling that the Jaguars has what it takes. It makes me almost sick to say like I'm gonna predict that Crusaders gonna lose a home final. You know, I mean, it's it's not. You're, <laughs> you're really putting your ass on the line with that prediction. I mean, open yourself up to some serious insults afterwards. But I can't help it. I, I I'm. If there's any team that can break break that in very, very, very impressive win, rate, win streak the Crusaders have, I think it is the Jaguars. I think this is, for them, <clears throat> it's proper legend status for them if they win this one. It would be the most upsetting 
most legendary Super Rugby win ever. To beat the Crusaders in Christchurch doesn't get better than that. Yep, no, exactly. You, put, you, elevate, be, will be a massive, you elevate yourself to. As you're right, they will be. They would go down in history. Um, so thank you, everybody. Thank you, Herman, for joining me for this. Um, thank you, Paul. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the channel down below. Uh, go or um, for uh, patreon.com forward slash driving more is how you support the channel. I'll be doing an exclusive Rugby World Cup Prediction League for my supporters. So go down and check that out. Um, also, if you're watching the game and you want to have someone to chat to, um, then I believe Two Cents Rugby will be doing a watching show on YouTube. So it'll be live streaming him watching the game and chatting away with people in the live chat. So you can do that. Join the game and then drop off there and come and join me for the post-match reaction um, on this channel. So have a good, um, week, good week and enjoy the game this weekend.